And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Welcome back to the Mentors Radio. I am Tom Laurie. With the impact of COVID-19, you may be faced with an unwanted job shift or with structural changes in a number of industry, a career shift. Our guest today is Kristen Souza, who is a 20-plus year talent acquisition expert uh, with key roles in the past at Indeed.com, which is the highest traffic job website in the United States, AccountTeps, and Mount Monster. She is the founder and chief revenue officer today for Talent Squirrels. Good morning, Kristen. Welcome to The Mentors. Thank you, Tom. Good morning to you also. Thank you for having me. Now, we got a lot to cover, but let's start out with where things were in the world of search and recruiting and filling jobs before the pandemic, where we are today, and where do you think we're headed? Okay. Well, I want to just do a little walk down memory lane on where we were, and I want to just not focus on where we were in 2020 at the beginning before the pandemic, but... I want to go back a little bit to 2010 to put everything in perspective. So in 2010, we were actually in a, re- in a, in a recession. We were at about a 9.6 unemployment overall, but we had about 15 states that were as high as 10.1. So there was an increase of uh, layoffs and a drop in job creation. Um, so that's kind of a benchmark where we were. Fast forward to 2015, in just five short years, five short years, we were at a 5.1 unemployment with the lowest unemployment in eight to nine years. And then, as we all know, we were we were in the best economy from a job creation job market at the beginning of this year at 2020 with about a 3.5 to 3.6 unemployment, which was the lowest in 50-plus years. So people always ask me, like, why? You know, what what's happened? What's changed? Well, what's definitely shifted is the baby boomers were our largest workforce. And if you think of the baby boomers or people in your family or if you are a baby boomer yourself, these uh, baby boomers, nine times out of ten, came from large families. They came from four or five siblings, um, and most of those siblings were in the workforce. Um, And fast forward, you've got Gen X, which is a smaller workforce, which is, I always tell people I'm very honest, I'm a Gen X, and um, families had less children. So baby boomers and Gen X had millennials, and typically they only have two to three children at the most. I mean, there are family, they are larger families, but overall that's kind of what is going, what goes on with that generation. 
Now, when you look at the millennials that are Y and Z, they're our largest demographics in the workforce, and there's no way they can cover for the increased job demand, and they are starting to have children, and they're having one or none. So there was an increase, a heavy increase in job creation and a decrease in in the workforce. And um, as we're moving into what the outcome of COVID is going to see is we still have baby boomers in the workforce, Tom, um, but they will most likely not be returning. And um, an interesting stat, uh, 10,000 people turn 65 every single day. That just kind of gives you an idea. So we're coming out the back of the baby boomers um, leaving the market. So that's, that's kind of where where we are today going into this this covid virus. I think everybody wants to know what what do you think's going to happen when we uh yeah I, I see we're we starting to open up a number of st- yeah when we come out I I mean there's certain industries that are going to certainly suffer a severe contraction and may not come back. Uh there's industries right. that are going to take a long time to come back. So the question is if I were right now faced with having lost my job and I was looking at what to do going forward, what, what should I, 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 you know, the work that I do with people that are in transition, the question is what homework should they be doing? How do they prepare and, and what should they be looking for? Well, um, the, the market right now is as of May 8th, unemployment's at 147 and across the nation, depending on when you live, where you live, it's about 14 to 22%. Um, there are some good news signs that are coming back. Um, indeed, in the last 10 days to two weeks, are starting, starting to see an increase in unique visitors and the amount of jobs that are starting to be posted. And if anyone knows, indeed, they also aggregate and scrape all company jobs, and companies are starting to post jobs. So we're starting to see some action, which is definitely, I'm feeling very positive about that, because I thought it could be going further off from from the marketplace. But we are starting to see some trending to kind of move us forward. Um, one of the things that we're seeing from uh, jobs that are out there, um, the key industries right now is logistics, trucking, pharma, nursing, home health, tech, and delivery drivers has been has been a huge increase. Um, the home health section is interesting because. People that have been working in home health and are essential workers that have been helping in the healthcare, um, a lot of them were exposed to COVID-19 situations, and a lot of them don't want to be exposed again. So what we're seeing on job descriptions there, they're saying, you know, companies are recommending saying no COVID. Like, there's no, you're not going to be exposed to COVID depending on these positions. So for you, if you've lost your job, a um, couple things I definitely uh, think you should do is definitely um, brush up your resume, but also think about not just what your job role was, but what your accomplishments have been. And in the bullet of your resume, start putting some of those accomplishments and things that you did to make you stand out. Um, that's, that's definitely one thing. 
Um, your LinkedIn and your social media profile should definitely be updated. Recruiters, 94% of the time, look at your social presence. And your LinkedIn should definitely have your your jobs. Your- so we're going to be back okay. in a few minutes with our guest mentor, 20-year talent acquisition veteran, Kristen Souza, who has had key roles at Indeed.com, Monster.com, Account Temps. And today she's the chief revenue officer and founder of Talent Squirrels. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Thank you for listening. And thank you for spreading the word about the Mentors Radio. We have doubled our podcast downloads. Make sure you tell your friends. You can go to our website, thementorsradio.com, and click on past shows to find many of our past great guests. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today I'm joined by Kristen Souza, founder of Talent Squirrels and former head of international sales at Indeed.com. Remember, you can listen to this show or any previous show via podcast and iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google, and more on any device at any time. You can subscribe to our podcast at TheMentorsRadio.com. So in the last segment, Kristen, we were talking about, uh, you'd mentioned uh, the collaterals that people need to uh, go back and update, and that's LinkedIn profiles, social media. Uh, how, how important, you mentioned that that's where people go. It's my understanding that people in the search business, the first thing they do is they go to your LinkedIn profile. Is that correct? Um, they go into your LinkedIn. They will look at Twitter. They will look from a recruiter standpoint. They'll look at Facebook. I tell people to be very cautious on what you put out on your social because it can actually help or hurt or hurt you get a job. Um so social has definitely um, increased tremendously over the years in regards to how people find people, look at people, even before, like before they even, even if you apply to a job or after you apply to a job, before the recruiter even calls you, they will probably check your social presence. Now, tell us a little bit about Indeed. You spent a few years there and... It, it, just so people know what Indeed offers to the uh, person that's out looking for a position. Uh, so Indeed is um, a job aggregator. So they all they have all the jobs, which means that's why they have all the people, and that's why they're number one in search globally because of their model. One of the great things that Indeed is doing right now, and they just started it about three about three weeks ago, if you actually go and update your profile or update your resume, you will actually um, they will actually allow you to um, click that you you are ready to work and you want to start a job immediately. And in just the three weeks of them doing this, um, about 2 million unique visitors, people that are looking for jobs, responded that they're ready to get to work. And what Indeed has done is they've allowed employers the reach of these candidates without charging anything for them to contact people that are ready to work. So it's, it's a great way for Indeed to give back to the companies and candidates to get people back to work. 
So the companies post jobs and then people post their resumes and do they do the matching or does everybody have to look for the uh, the job that they're most interested in? How does that all work? Is there an yeah. algorithm or something? Yeah, there's, there's algorithms. There's um, spidering. You can actually go on Indeed and on the, the right rail, you can put in basic search on what and where. So what I'm looking for, where I'm looking, and then you can put your email address and they will send you lifetime jobs as jobs get posted. And then employers, nine times out of 10, will buy access to the resume database of the candidates that are looking and they can search the resume database using advanced search technology that Indeed has created to find, to find the right, the right talent. And it's interesting you ask that because it is basic algorithms. And for COVID, um, a blank what in a city was the number one search. And then part-time was second and full-time is third. What we're seeing right now, and this is where I think the big shift is going to be because of COVID, the first thing people will search is full-time. The next thing they will search is part-time. But what's now coming up is work from home now hiring, remote, and then some key um, jobs that are coming back a bit quick, quicker. So if you need a part-time job or temporary job is customer service, warehouse, reception, registered nurse, drivers, gig workers. So the more generic you are on the search, the more the more companies that have posted jobs you're going to get come up to to show you where you can apply. Wow, that's quite a platform. Uh, this is Tom Laurie. You're listening to The Mentors Radio. Today we are with talent acquisition expert Kristen Souza, and we're talking about career transitions due to COVID-19. Uh, you, you've uh, gone to the other side. You were on the front side with people posting, uh, people looking for jobs. But now tell us a little bit about talent squirrels you're you're uh looking at this a little differently through talent squirrels you're a founder and chief revenue officer there tell us how you uh two things how you got into this it's a start it's relatively new company and and what is it that talent squirrels uh aims to do so basically tom thank you for that question it was actually uh a budget of one or two people that i worked with that we've come up with an idea of of secret shopping recruiters, talent acquisition, and hiring managers. Um, before the market, as tight as it was, um, there were more jobs than people. So, and where the where the the disconnect was was at at the company where the recruiters weren't finding the right talent, or they were, and their hiring managers weren't being realistic on what they were looking for. So basically, we created a, a concept where we can, similar to restaurants that get secret shops or retail stores, we can actually come in and pose as a, can, a potential candidate to the company for their job, know exactly what the, the key points that the recruiters are asking so that we get the interview. So then we basically go in and document for the company what you know what 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 we heard, what we saw, so that they can better streamline their recruitment process. Um, a good example is uh, a company um, just had about a hundred thousand dollars that they gave their recruiting team to hire drivers. Um, with the technology and the money they spent, they 
they pushed 18,000 delivery drivers' applications to the company. The company only hired 700 people. Their goal was to hire over 1,000. So that tells us there's a breakdown, and the company's leadership, that tells us there's a breakdown in their hiring process. And we can actually come in and help them test their hiring process and then help make recommendations and improvements. Well, that's, uh, I'm going to come back and talk about that. And we're going to go to a quick commercial break. We'll be back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, 20-year talent acquisition veteran, Kristen Souza, who has had key roles at Indeed.com, Monster.com, and AccountTips. Today, she is Chief Revenue Officer for Talent Squirrels, which she co-founded. Remember, you can take the Mentors Radio Show with you anywhere by subscribing to our podcast at TheMentorsRadio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio Show. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today I'm joined by Kristen Souza, founder of Talent Squirrels and former head of international sales at Indeed.com. Remember, you can hear us on the Salem Radio Network in California and Texas and online anytime at TheMentorsRadio.com or any podcast platform. Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. When we were uh, in the last segment, uh, you were talking about uh, uh, Talent Squirrels and the, uh, and doing some secret shopping with regards to the people that are doing the recruiting, which is a great thing. And let's talk a minute, uh, talk for a minute about the brand, the company brand, because the recruiters have a lot to do with the company brand, number one. I'd like you to talk a little bit about that. Uh, I know that back during the recession of 2007 to 2009, uh, in the work that I do with a transition group, a lot of people really got beat up pretty badly by the recruiting process and by various companies, and it left a bad taste. And let's talk a bit about that, because now the power is again switched from uh, the employee seeking a job uh, to the employer, where it was back during the last recession. And that can create some arrogance in the process and create some problems. And we also uh, know, we I believe, and I'd like you to talk about this, companies are going to have to... Uh, Talk about having a safe environment to get people to even want to come in to the office. Uh, at least that would be my th- my thinking on that. What do you think, Kristen? Oh, yeah, 100% agree. And, you know, company brand is huge. It was huge going, as you mentioned, you know, coming out of the last recession, but it was huge where we were before. But how companies are branding themselves right now to the consumer and to the job seeker is like front and foremost. Um, I know that, um, that, you know, like Indeed and Glassdoor and I'm assuming LinkedIn have all been having conversations with their companies about ensuring that they are, con- that they are consistently messaging what they are doing to keep their employees safe what they are offering to help, and it's going to be huge for companies as the workforce comes back because people are definitely going to want to know the messaging of what the company did during this COVID downturn and what they're doing for employees. And, you know, and to your point, Tom, one of the big things that employees want is they want to work for a good company. They want to work 
for um, a company that provides them, you know, good perks and benefits. And, it, you know, obviously dollars count for what you make on an hourly basis, but it's also the nice things that they do for their employees. You know, maybe it's, you know, um, you know, time off, or they also want to know they work for strong leadership and that leadership are sensitive during this time and how they mes- message to their, their, their workforce um, what they were doing to help their employees during this difficult time. Um, you know, the whole basically world went from working in office to working from home, which is a big, big challenge. Um, the last 10 years, I've worked from home, but when I first had to work from home, it was very difficult for me. So the leadership messaging and what they did and what their culture like is going to be huge. There was a lot of companies out there that they didn't believe in work from home. Um, you know, one of the biggest ones is, you know, Amazon. Amazon mostly wanted people to work in the office. They've shifted from work to home, and it's changing their whole work culture and the messaging going forward. Work from home employees, on average, before COVID, you were getting 55 hours a week from a work from home employee. Um, So I definitely um, think the company messaging and marketing is still going to be huge going forward. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to The Mentors Radio. Today we are with talent acquisition expert Kristen Souza, and we're talking about career transitions due to COVID-19. So what do you think the new criteria are going to be in terms of recruiting? Oh, my gosh. So honestly, um, work. I've been getting tons of calls from people in my network that wondering if they, they're going to be able to do work from home. Companies are definitely having to retool, and they're not going to just be able to open their doors because of social distancing. They, you know, a lot of companies right now got rid of the cubes, had the flat desks, hoteling stations. They're going to have to go back and retool, get contractors out there, limit their space. That's going to limit their um, number of people they can have in the space. So I would say if I was a commercial real estate person, I'd be a little concerned right now because everyone I'm talking to wants to know how they can continue to work from home, better balance with their family. Um, You've got the big mecca markets like, you know, New York and San Francisco. And I know for a fact, I would not want to get on BART every day and commute back into the city from a social distancing standpoint. So it's definitely going to be a huge change in those companies that are being proactive and thinking about it and, you know, have to change on a dime. They're, they're going to be the first ones back the strongest. Um, I know that it's some good examples for you about what some companies do or did for their employees to help them adjust from a work from home. And I think it's going to speak volumes is I know for a fact um, a big portion of their workforce was remote, but they did have to push everyone remote and they gave everyone up to $500 to expense to get work, work products, proper desk chairs, even if they wanted to buy like a yoga mat to put them in a better mental state, they did that to help better transition their employees um, to the warmer workforce, and that's going to be huge. Um, 
The other thing I've been hearing, Tom, is um, some companies have done a voluntary, like, 90-day leave because we're coming into the summer months, and people don't have child care because child care has been shut down, and they're still paying benefits but letting them take 90 days off. Or I've even heard a really creative um, story where it's 80 per- you work 80% of your hours and they give you 80% of your pay. Um, so those are some of the creative things and positive things I think companies are doing to, to help with this transition with their employees. Yeah, I even saw that uh, there's some talk of, for some companies to go to a four-day work week uh, as well. Uh, but I think the point you're making is that there's significant changes. I mean, as you were talking in this segment and the last segment, when you think about new opportunities, new careers, new companies, when you think about uh, just keeping the office clean, I, I got to believe these companies that are in the uh, cleaning business are going to go up. I was in the store yesterday, and I'll tell you, trying to find any kind of cleaning fluids uh, is almost impossible. Also, this whole idea of reworking the office. I think about WeWork itself and Regis, where we used to go, if uh, you didn't have an office, what happens to those businesses and what's going to replace that? So the point I'm coming to is with all of these changes, there are uh, an increasing number of new opportunities as well. Correct. Correct. And what, and what we'll probably see in the market, we'll probably see, because um, gig work is coming up a lot higher on searches, we'll probably see companies where they're not 100% sure what it's going to look like as they bring people back temporary work contract work, 1099 work, will probably come back quicker than the full FTE work. Um, but we're, we're definitely going to see a, a, see a big shift. Um, and there's going to be new jobs that we don't even know about, like that have just become because of COVID. Um, the other thing, in thinking out loud about this, Tom, is um, companies that had huge travel. I traveled a lot the last ten years with my with my work. That that's going to change. Um, companies are realizing they're more efficient. You know, with go ahead. Oh, um, companies gotta... are being more efficient with Zoom and with video conferencing. They're not going to see the increase in uptick in travel plus people's opinions of social distancing people might not want to come back into the office and might not want to do the travel and and would prefer to video conference with a with a client or a customer we're going to come back and talk some more about this we're with uh, our guest mentor 20-year talent acquisition veteran Kristen Souza, who's had key roles at Indeed, Monster, and Account Temps. Today, she's the Chief Revenue Officer for Talent Squirrels, which she co-founded. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio Show. And now, back to the Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie. Today I'm joined by Kristen Souza, founder of Talent Squirrels and the former head of international sales at Indeed.com. 
So when I'm thinking about uh, these, all there's so much change, uh, and we've talked about Indeed, we've talked about talent squirrels, and you've got a just a boatload of experience on the uh, recruiting side and helping with talent acquisition. What are some of the key tips that you get give people? You know, we're in an environment, they're probably going to be interviewing uh, using video uh, conferencing rather than in-person. What are some of the key tips that you can give people that can uh, maybe get them ahead of the crowd? I, I, I think one of the things is probably the early bird gets the worm and the f- people that get out there sooner are going to be better uh, before the crowd comes. But what are some real key tips you can give people that are caught in the crunch and are going to have to go out and find something new to do? We've talked about LinkedIn and social media. What other things? Let's talk about attitude and some of those other soft issues. Attitude is huge. Um, People, when you go into an interview, you need to prepare and, and do a lot of research on that company prior to the interview, not only um, on the person that you're interviewing with, but some of the things that the company's doing, um, if they're doing some positive uh, COVID-19 volunteering, things that are important to you that you can bring up in the interview. So definitely be prepared to ask questions, not ask questions um, transitions into a lack of interest, Um, asking specific questions like what kind of project would you be tackling first, like how would would you describe the people I've been working with, Um, those types of questions. Also, when you're on, and nine times out of ten, it most likely would be a video interview, um, I would let them know that you have a pen and paper and you're taking notes and that you um, are just really engaged and well-prepped going into it. Um, Never, even if you've had a bad experience at a job, never badmouth a company that you've worked for or any past coworkers. You always want to talk about how you are personally, um, you want to personally improve yourself and how you've grown. Um, a lot of times people play games with when um, they're asked, um, are, what other companies are you interviewing? What are you doing? Be honest. Talk about what you're doing. Talk about the other companies you're looking at. Um, I, I think just being transparent, every, everyone's trying to help everyone else get a job in this market. Um, so those are, those are a few points um, that um, I have in regards to putting yourself back out on the market. And any tips on video interviewing uh that's a whole new ballgame for so many people. Oh, and even, you know, we're all using Zoom and all that now and go to meeting. And I can tell you that there's so many lessons that people need to learn. What are, what are some of the things that you can pass along to people about video interviewing? Um, for video interviewing, obviously be dressed for success, dressed for the job that you want. So being dressed making sure that your background as much as possible, um, remember what they're seeing behind you. People tend to forget that. Um, also mention, as I said, like you're, if you're looking down, that you're not looking, that you're taking notes, let them know that if you're going to be taking notes or looking to the side, that you're not, not interested in them, but you definitely want to make sure that you get all the information needed, which you would normally do in a regular um, face, face-to-face interview. Um, and 
I would just be, um, just be positive. You know, everyone, positive gives positive. Um, one thing it's hard for people to do, but remember to smile. You know, smiling gives your energy up. Um, sometimes I tell people, people tend to um, talk better. If you have a place where you can stand and do an interview, it actually, it raises your kind of your voice and your breath and all that. So if you feel comfortable doing that, that's also another tip in regards to um, doing a video interview. Yeah, and I think also uh, I've seen a lot of these uh, calls now where people have their camera low looking up at them and you see the ceiling. Uh, I'm more of a fan, I don't know how you feel about it, that they ought to adjust their camera so it's looking at them straight on. Uh, I, I know you've got some TV experience and I would I would urge people to think about being on TV, the cameras were looking right at them, not looking up at them. I, you may have some thoughts on that as well. Yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right. Like you should, you should be looking straight on to the person. You want to be, you want to be engaged. You want to show that you have eye contact. You want to smile. You want to definitely be aware of your surroundings. And if if you've never done one before, have a friend. Ask a friend to do a mock interview with you and have them look at what you see behind you and how you're presenting yourself. I mean, now with you know, with all the technology, you know, Facebook has it, Google has it, Zoom has it, or you can all video. Um, ask them to ask someone to help you out if you're a little uncomfortable, in and and never have had to do a video interview. So one thing I found is there's uh, some software available, and you can actually on some, not all of the platforms, put in a virtual background. Uh, some some of the computers can't handle it. You need a green screen. If you need a green screen, just go out and buy a green sheet. You can do that for 15 bucks and hang it behind you. Uh, but the thing there with a virtual background, make sure it's consistent with the message that you're trying to communicate. Uh, I've seen some people with virtual backgrounds that are distracting and take away from their brand. So I would urge people to think through that as well. Uh, I want to switch gears a, a minute now. I mean, you've had this great background. You're a founder of a company now. Who have been the key influencers in your life? I would say that all all three of my companies that I've worked for, I consider myself very lucky. I've had the most amazing leaders. Um, my old uh, um, senior VP, uh, executive VP, Andy Danka. Um, used to be executive director of Account Temps and mentored me um, through there. And then when I returned, I worked directly for him in my last role as VP um, of Account Temps. Um, he was one of my key, um, my my boss, my two bosses, Ali Kazaroon and Cassie Cobley at um, Indeed have definitely um, helped develop me and mentor me. Um, my Karen Skews and Val Rausch, they were um, my leaders at her, uh, and they really, um, they, all of them were just open to sit and listen and to give positive feedback, but also give, you know, direct feedback if, if I needed to look at things differently or do something different. What are your hard-earned skills? My hard-earned skills are I can talk to anyone. 
um, <laughs> that you know this about me, Tom. I love helping people find jobs. I love the industry I've been in. I've gotten such personal satisfaction for every person I've influenced and helped find find a job. And I would say that kind of philanthropy and giving back is probably one of my strongest strengths. Well, great. And we're going to take another break, our last break. We'll be back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, 20-year talent acquisition veteran, Kristen Souza, who's played key roles at a number of the major job sites. Uh, today, she's the Chief Revenue Officer for Talent Squirrels. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio Show. And now, back to the Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today I'm joined by Kristen Souza, the founder of Talent Squirrels and former head of international sales at Indeed.com. And we're talking about transitions that are a result of COVID-19. So what do you have to say about um, for the college kids? I mean, a lot of, you've got all these college kids graduating and, you know, the job market's really changed. What would you say to somebody that's a college? Uh, I think you have somebody that's graduating this year. Mm-hmm. What, what is your advice to the college kids? I do, Tom. My, my youngest just was technically graduating. So um, new graduates are the ones I've talked to are scared and hopeful about the real, real world. They're kind of being turned upside down the whole, like, last semester, quarter, it, like, disappeared. And, and, you know, they had to go work remote, and they, they weren't used to that. So... Um, we're pro internships and job postings have dried up a bit, but I know from college students that did have interviews, they were kind of paused and once the companies come back, they, they were being informed that they would reach out to them. Um, I, I believe that, um, outward push is the most. So you need to get on the Indeeds, you know, the Glassdoors, the LinkedIn. The, um, there's a great college site that I don't know if people know about it, but it's called Handshake, and it's, it's focused on college. Um, they're actually based out of San Francisco. They're a great site, and I'm hearing great um, feedback from college students um, prior to COVID on the jobs that they are, the, the jobs and the responses of companies that are on that site. But I definitely, like you said earlier, early bird gets the worm. I encourage them to jump out there to, um, if, if they've got several different um, avenues they want to go, I would recommend they create multiple resumes that kind of focus on those specific roles or jobs that they want so it's more specific. Um, I definitely think that I've heard creative things like creating a short video to introduce themselves. I've heard uh, that's kind of been interesting. Making sure they put um, uh, kind of case studies and accomplishments that they did, whether they did an internship or just what they did on a class project. Um, Volunteer work is work, so people tend to bury that down and just put it under volunteering. If you volunteered and you were on a board or you volunteered at campus or different uh, things, put that on your resume as work experience because it is. Just because you didn't get paid doesn't mean it's not work. 
those are a couple of, of my tips. So we got about a minute left. Can, t- can you tell me what some of the big deal breakers are for somebody that is applying for a job uh, from a company perspective? I believe a big deal breaker is not being flexible. Companies are going to be looking for flexibility. Um, Companies are going to be looking for people that, you know, have positive attitudes and that, you know, if they did lose their job, they're, they're, they're not complaining. People want positive and everyone right now needs that positive energy. So I think that's the biggest thing that, if you if you go down a rabbit hole and you're not positive, it's going to hurt you. Yeah, I've uh, I think that people when they lose a job they go through a grieving period, and I we encourage people to find somebody and work through that as quickly as possible, uh, because if you're going in with a frown and a negative attitude, it's going to be hard for anybody to want to. Uh, bring you into their firm, particularly after all that we've been through. We need people to lift us up. So that's um, a very important thing. Thank you. So I really enjoyed it. You've got a great career. You're doing great things. Uh, and I, I I love your little tagline that you're nutty at, at uh, Talent Squirrels and you know what the perfect nut looks like, talks like an axe light. So uh, I love that little line. And we're going to close out now because it's uh, that time. Uh, My guest this week has been 20-plus-year talent acquisition executive, Kristen Souza. We've been talking about career transitions resulting from COVID-19. You can learn more about this and other shows by going to our website. When you are there, make it easy for yourself and subscribe to future shows. Remember, you can also listen to us online, any device, anytime, at thementorsradio.com or on any podcast platform, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. Join us next week at the same time for the next edition of the Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember to be all that you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.